0: Boom, boom, <laughs> no. boom, boom, chicka, chicka. Who knows it? Boom, boom,
1: boom. I know it from "It's Always Sunny," uh, but
0: about it. Boom, boom, boom. I, I, I one know of it. One of the
2: funniest I, I, scenes, really. Yeah, is it Shack? No, it's no. not. No, it, where, is that where, Ferris? Where, no, yeah, is it yeah, it's no, Ferris, is Ferris? Ferris Bueller's okay. Ferris. Okay.
0: It's like that scene at the end when he's on the when. Uh, uh, ch- ch- the <laughs> Principal, bum, bum, bum. he's on the him run.
2: Him. He's he's hitting the trampoline. He's over the fence. He's through the he's through the people's house. Psh, does the home invasion really quick?
0: Yeah, and so he goes through
2: the other side. Has
0: to get on the school bus. And the epilogue at the
2: end, you yeah. know, it's like it, it, it's. We well, it, he had, he had to get in bed because he was homesick. Uh, oh right. no, I'm talking
0: about the principal. That when they're doing that that song at the end, like at the end of the movie, I
2: mean, you know, he they always not like, didn't like he, the his pants were shredded like the dog got him. Yeah, when the he was dog got right. him. He's <laughs> covered in whatever, and in, in the
0: and what's her name. Uh... Dirty Dancing kicked him in the face like five man, times. What,
2: in that movie, that, man. I, mean, I was young. Jennifer Grey. I was pretty young at the time the movie mm, came out. Boy, boom, boom. so I remember watching that, and that was like a just a daydream to yeah. be able to do that. Well, oh, being a parade, yeah, you know, in your buddy's dad's cool. Ferrari. You so, know, what I mean catch, catch the foul ball or the home run it, ball it, there at the park, it, it, dude. I mean, what a great day in that scene.
0: Yeah, it was. where the parking lot attendants like trust us, we're professional. I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> and then they cut away to the Star Wars theme. That's awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, well, this is, if you haven't figured it out yet, lawyer talk off the record on the air. John Seller's back. Now, this isn't about vape, John. You, you, you came and did a, a series of three with uh, on the vape slash CBD phenomenon. That was very instructive. I did. Uh, and you know, it, it, it's funny that it, when you meet people, Especially at this table, you realize the expertise and the different things that they have or don't have. Uh, And, you know, most people have, believe it or not, interests and hobbies that transcend their jobs. (laughs) It's true. So I this is now I'm going to I'm going to get political very quickly. It's like nobody guaranteed us in this world that you get to go do what you love to do and make money. Facts. Uh, You can do what you love to do, but you don't Mm -hmm. necessarily make any money doing what you love to do. Now, that, that usually is supplied by that pesky three-letter word, job. But anyway, um, I was talking about Ferris Bueller because the only way Ferris was able to get away with all this is because he was the quintessential 1980-esque hacker.
1: Oh, yeah. Hacker.
0: He was a hacker. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when I was a kid, so I, I was a product. He was born in 1970. Uh, I watched War Games. Ironically, Ferris Bueller in there, too. True. Matthew Broderick. I mean, maybe he was just a real-life computer geek hacker. I don't know. But everybody in my era just loved the idea of this new thing, this new crazy phenomenon of being, a, like, we didn't have Internet. You know, we didn't have... Like, the Internet would have been, like, we, we would have no idea what it was. Yeah. And And, um, you know, now later on in, like, the 80s when I went to, or, or 90s when I ended up in college with a buddy of mine who was a computer science guy. He was like, uh, oh, yeah, we're getting, there's no mainframes anymore. It's all PCs. And now, he, and he's, he predicted. He goes, it's going to come back to mainframes and we're all mm-hmm. going to just have dumb terminals. Uh, and it's sort of done full circle.
1: It has. It really has, actually.
0: And, and in the day that, uh, that we were watching War Games and Ferris Bueller, it's like that was somewhat premised upon the mainframe concept and people hacking in. now we just don't call it mainframes, we call it the internet.
2: That yep. was super space talk to me. Oh. Living in Southern Missouri in the Ozarks, <laughs> uh, at, at that point in time, I mean, you know, I'm 1975s when I was born, but I got my first computer in 2005. Yeah, wow. Um, I had friends that whenever they saw me have a smartphone, I used to had no texting. Sure, I didn't. I didn't want it. Didn't, didn't. But then again, that was when you had to pay for it.
0: But your first computer was 2005. Now I was different. My dad had the old TRS-80 uh, and was actually working with it. Producing documents, doing things uh, was,
2: early, early, early. That was like personally owned. Um, but I mean, as a child, my parents had a Texas instrument. We'd play Hut the Wuppus on it. <laughs> and uh, then they had a Mac Classic, like when I was in high school. Uh, but I don't remember ever using it for anything. Like they would tell me to write on I, I never, I never used it. Yeah, I mean. And with the Apple IIe, you know, was, was a computer that at school they had one. I never like a class behind me. Took a computer class. I never had a computer class, and I never, I mean, and then I fought. I have fought. I have fought (laughs) technology for as long as I could because I'm so far advanced.
0: Now you had the flipper when I first met you. The flip phone. No, no texting. No, and no texting. And that was, you know, I don't know that I was a big texter. I had started texting by then, probably, but
2: you know, that was ten years ago. That was a decade. Ten years ago, I was a flipper. It was, and it was number years. yeah, I guess it was, I'm trying to figure it out, probably about, I don't know, 2000 and, I don't know, 11 or 12 is when I got a smartphone.
0: I tell you, that Motorola flip phone with a big battery on the back, that thing was gold, man. I could be anywhere. I could be at a loud bar. I could <laughs> stick that sucker to my ear and hear, and all these guys with their fancy little, you know, all their other crap, the the early smartphones, they couldn't hear anything I could hear on that flipper. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Matthew Broderick... Uh, is coming up here because J- John, you're a computer guy. I mean, a computer geek. Dare I call you a computer geek?
1: You can call me that, absolutely.
0: I mean, you got uh, your hair's green.
1: Yeah, that was a uh, accident. It was well, not an accident. Unplanned uh, color coordination. We'll put it that way.
0: I got you. I I, discuss- I've never, I've never incorporated the color of my hair with the coordination of the rest of my. But look, what do I, I tried? I yeah, and yeah.
1: it did not go the way I planned. But yeah, I would definitely consider myself a. Computer geek, enthusiast, whatever you want to call it. I've been playing around with computers since I was about four years old. My dad was a early computer geek, so he always had a computer. I built my first one by the age of eight just by throwing a bunch of parts together that, you know, uh, my dad would have.
0: So So you were building computers at the age of eight. Now, let let me dare ask your age. I am 28 right now. I turn 29 in September. So. so twenty years ago you're building your own computer, that yep. puts us around about nineteen ninety eight, I did my math. That's when I had my first home built computer. See, by nineteen ninety nine, I what was I doing with computers? I was working with them. I you know, you said something. It's like I didn't when we first had our computers, Jared as a kid, I didn't I didn't really understand what you did
2: with it. Yeah. What well, what was what, other than play did you games do with it? Or, right. Games.
0: I didn't, because uh, uh, I, I guess I didn't have anything to write, so I didn't need, I didn't yeah. even understand what word processing was. We had a typewriter. I could just do that. That's what we had. A, we had a
2: typewriter. We had a word process, pro- One of the words. word processors that, you know, you would spell, it'd do the spell for you on, you know, I mean, it was a typewriter, word processor. Yeah, one
0: of the brother, or the, I yep. forget what they call those, brothers maybe, yeah. yeah and the my handwriting
2: <clears throat> to this day is, you know, it's it's miserable, it's it's dyslexic, it's it's flipping letters, and I needed that. And that was, but once again, I never used the computer.
0: yeah. I remember writing in basic. I remember thinking, uh, so in my, in my youth, basic was the language, like four next loops. I remember that coming out, yep. like print, uh, go-to's I'm trying to think of some other ones I used to think about, but then, then came this, this, what we would call CPM or computer language. And I, they, they probably started to get well beyond my understanding of well, X's and O's and, or ones and zeros and all the other stuff, but
1: good old binary.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, We got John in here because he's a computer. building computers at the age of eight. That's sort of like my son's now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, while I was working on whatever, bicycles and and electronic radios and amplifiers, you were tinkering with computers. And I guess I probably would have been too had I grown up in that culture. Um, Yeah,
1: it was kind of neat that way because my dad was a computer enthusiast. He had a bunch of parts lying around. And one day after playing around with the computer enough, I decided to try to build one. And I was pretty successful at it. I didn't have an operating system, but he informed me on that later.
0: Yeah, something has to make it all work. <laughs> yep. Well, it, you know, it, the reason we we're talking about some of this is that I was just sort of uh, kicking around thoughts with Jared the other day about uh, this this concept that, we're, that we deal with regularly now. And it came up in the context of Beto O'Rourke. Was a hacker, right? So it's like he's a hacker, and we, I started to think we started to kick that around the other day. Like, you know, John's a hacker.
1: <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yes and no on that one. I don't do much of that anymore, but I've I've dabbled what you could consider hacking.
0: All right, so what what does one consider? I consider hacking Ferris Bueller uh, somehow linking in. Now this was a this was a complete foreign concept to me at the time. Sure. I remember seeing that movie thinking, no way.
2: Complete. Yeah. How did he break in? What he nonsense. broke in. What total nonsense. That just made the, that character the genius. Yeah. He because it's like who could ever figure that out? Yeah.
1: If you were considering that hacking, um, sure. At previous points, I would have considered. Yeah, I would have been in that category.
0: So you would have been a, a person like Ferris Bueller, mm-hmm. who hacked it, or let's just say signed on to his school network and uh, had access to see your grades in advance, not change them necessarily, but see them in advance.
1: Okay, so what it was is, because I was really comfortable with computers at a very early age, by the time I got into high school and they gave me access to a computer almost like six hours out of the day, needless to say, I did some exploring as much as possible, and did eventually figure out a way to create administrative profile on the school's network, which did give me full access to everything on the network. Uh, I could have changed grades. However, I definitely didn't. They had all the backlogs to prove that I didn't because I really wasn't good at erasing my steps,
0: like hiding my history. Gotcha.
1: So I did it to have unrestricted access to the internet so that I could download games on the school computer.
0: I gotcha. Well, I mean, look, it's a uh, hacking is hacking. What what, mm-hmm. what you do with it is uh, is sort of up in the air, I guess. But, uh, uh, you know, we would never have had even thought about doing anything like that at in my high school we wouldn't didn't have any of this if you had i still took typing classes on
2: the old manual smith corona <laughs> and if you got we had like three or four of the electrics i used to love walking by the typing classes whenever <laughs> the, the, the sound of the whole classroom typing I know, and, it would, so... and it would echo in the hallway and You you just i used to love that then they don't get to hear that anymore do they no they don't it doesn't is, exist
0: and i remember learning things like when you hear the bell you had to stop, or you had to figure out where to break the word, whether you could finish the word, what words you were allowed to hyphenate, what the rules of hyphenating the to the next bell. line. Yeah, the, the warning, warning bell. bell, and then you would hear you could slam that thing back, and those things were heavy, so they wouldn't fall off. Uh, and then when then when I finally was able to use the electric IBM, it would just get to, it had this hum like.
2: Bro, I'll tell you what I've seen him type. Uh, it's not my typing at all. Yeah. 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 I was like, man, that's pretty impressive. You're you're, you're a fast typer. I can, or, I can are, are you, type. How is that how everybody types? It's no. not like me. I could tell you that. But one day I was sitting, he was in his office. He's like, hold on real quick. I got I to gotta do this. And it was just bang, bang, bang. I was like, man.
0: Well, it's ironic that we're going to go back full circle because I learned how to type on the old TRS-80 uh, computer my dad had. And it, it was this program that we used to load with a cassette tape. Uh, instead of a disk drive. We didn't have, we, this was back in cassette tape days, and uh, it was called Typing Tutor, and it it taught us the whole family, or meaning my brothers and sister, or my brother right. and sister, how to type. And I remember my mom and dad could type. Both of them knew how to type, and because uh, they learned probably in high school. And I was young, 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 and I learned where to put my hands on the keys. I learned where all the letters were, and it, it, it took us progressively through it. So it started with ASDF and JKL semicolon and just gave you nonsense words with those things, and then it would add, like, the fr- the index finger on both hands. You know, you just I progressively learned. And then when I got to high school, I, I really learned. I learned the rules about what you're supposed to do. I've probably forgotten most of that now. But, um, yeah, I learned how to type because of the TRS-80. I probably would not be able to type that way uh, otherwise, that, ironically.
1: That's kind of interesting because uh, when I was in high school, I don't remember ever taking a single typing class. Like, they didn't teach us the home keys or really anything like that. That was kind of... Yeah, I don't think I was really taught.
0: Do you, uh, are you, I'm curious, because, you know, it's funny, my sons are not taught to type, and I'm, I'm I, this one of my summer projects, is to do the same thing that my parents did for me, um, but they they type, it seems like, very quickly with this unconventional keyboard weirdness.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's almost like you mainly just use your, like, index fingers and, like, the two fingers after it. That's how I type, mainly just like this, like, just all over the place.
2: Now, you guys were talking about hacking earlier, and a story <laughs> came to my mind friend of mine, business owner, got a few different stores, had a disgruntled employee <laughs> that had uh, decided to quit, okay, but uh, she did all of the inventory. She worked in the computer system. She, so she had access to the mainframe of the POS for the store, to his personal laptop, to the store computer, and before she quit, she locked everything up and changed the passcode. Now he's trying to open up his business. And he can't open up his. He can't. He can't get access to any of his stuff. He gives me a call. And he's like, "Do you know what I can do?" I said, "I know what I can do." And, and I said, <laughs> "I can give you the number to John." And uh, how, with it, you got into one fat. You're right. Like, was,
1: it was a roller coaster of an experience. I'm going to be quiet. he got. He got in him. I got he a, got him. He got him all opened really, up. It was Windows 10. Um, their ho- like you know, exquisite suite or whatever, you know, the executive suite. Um, She changed all the passwords and reset them to PIN, so it made it even harder to get in. But I was able to not only get into the first laptop, which had a totally different password, I was able to actually recover all the passwords that she changed for the uh, Instagram and several other accounts, too.
2: Yeah, all the accounts she changed all yeah, she changed the, all the all. accounts all, the, control, social, all, of all of the accounts had been changed wow
1: and it was within about five to six hours and at that point i had really not messed with windows 10 all that much
0: well that's sort of scary it's scary one that that could happen to you and scary two that you could fix it so easily which sort of you know, like doing the inverse would be just as easy maybe
1: no it's definitely just as easy i mean
0: like they're getting in for nefarious reasons. That
1: yeah, is. there's like kind of th- what they consider three different categories for what you consider hackers. You have the black hat, which is for pure nefarious reasons, illegal activity, and stuff like that. Then you have white hack, which is what you know uh, penetration testers would be for network security. Yep. Those guys are uh, <coughs> sorry. Those guys are white hat hackers. So they're paid by companies to make sure your network's secure. Then you have like the gray hat, which is anywhere in between the chaotic neutral, I guess you could say, of uh, hackers.
0: You know, just as I as I sat here, not even thinking about it last night or, or even before, I was thinking about all the movies and all the stories like in our, in our sort of fictional world that we grew up in or in the last 20 years that involved hacking. You know, we've talked about two of them, but it just seems like every time you turn around in a movie, there's some sort of hacking going on, whether it's... I remember some Alcatraz movie where uh, what's his name took got over. to get into the mainframe and, the a, and main they hacked through something to get it or some some arch criminal of the world is hacking into something and taking over something and and, and sending off nuclear weapons. I mean, it seems like it, it, I remember uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, what's his name, Newman? Yep, Newman. Newman, Newman. was uh, Newman was hacking into the or doing something with the dinosaur computers uh, to cause all sorts of chaos. So it just seems like it's become sort of main. Uh, it's just a mainstay in our society, and every every fictional story now is some sort of hacking, and then 40 years ago, nobody would have had any thought about it at all.
1: Yeah, and just so everybody knows who's listening, when you see people hacking in movies and stuff like that, in real life, it is not nearly that like awesome to look at. You're basically just staring at a terminal like, I think this will work, and you're trying out a bunch of different things, so it's not nearly as glorious as they make it out to be, but it is rewarding in its own right.
0: Yeah, I bet. I mean, look, whenever you have a problem, I mean, these are just, this is just a complex set of problems, I imagine. And whenever you have thought through the solution to that, and some of the solution I imagine means trying hundreds of different things until it works. Correct. uh, At one step and then doing the same thing at the next step and and moving forward. I mean, that's rewarding when you're successful. It's like how many times have you had to fix something and you get done?
2: You're like, wow, that's awesome. But John, since you graduated high school, Mm-hmm. And to today, the hacking has changed. Oh, drastically! And, ha- and hacking has changed drastically. Probably within the last year to mm-hmm. two years to three years. Every year, it seems like I mean it's a it's a wild spreading virus. It and is. It's hotter and it's running more because there's more people involved in it. You mean from high school kids? That are, you know, I mean, sitting around and just doing it for thrills. And, you know, I mean, instead of spray painting, it's kind of the correct. same. Correct. You know, I mean, it's right. Wouldn't you think it's like doing graffiti?
1: It is. It's, it's very similar. Them, Cause I mean, you
2: know, they they want to launch these malwares or something. I don't even know what that is. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, it goes in, destroys the computers. And then you've got the ones that, you know, that are infiltrating in for your information, to steal correct. your identity, to steal your credit, to go through and, and hack all of that. You know, and it's just it down to. I mean, come on, man. To, the Russians, you know, you they're hacking the in. You know, what I mean, that. So if people are thinking that they're able to do and influence our election, think about what the the straight criminals that are doing.
0: Well, and and you know, I guess on on one of the most, and I got some categories of stuff I'm going to ask John about, but one of the most fundamental things I see day and day out in the criminal defense field is uh, the social media hack, so to speak, where. Somebody grabs control over an ex's social oh, media account, yeah. and it may not even take that much hacking. They may they might have user permission at first, yeah. and then they take it over and change all the passwords, and they're like posting stuff. and And uh, I see that a lot. Um, I see also scenarios where uh, people are spoofing, um, yep. where they are taking other, uh, they're they're sending stuff from their own identifying accounts, so to speak, either phone number or emails, except it looks like it's coming from somebody else's. Uh, We see that all the time. Uh, And those become sort of, I mean, that's become common in in our, I had a guy charged with a a ton of crimes and uh, all of this was relative to um, violating a stay away order. And it it turns out that there was no such violation of of no such stay away order because the alleged victim of the violations was actually doing it and spoofing it. her It was a she. Oh, she sure. Was, she was doing it, making it look like stuff was coming. And this guy's like, look, I didn't even have this phone number at the time. I had turned yeah. it, you know, it was like we, we had some concrete proof. Otherwise, it would have gotten real dicey. I've no, seen absolutely. a few
2: stories like on, you know, Dateline or, you know, other, other stories where people making them look real in a divorce a lot. You yep. know, it, you know saying dominant. things and look, I just got these emails. You know, what I mean, sending over to make it looks like I came from and man. Yeah, that's it's scary stuff. So I
0: got some I got some questions. You Absolutely. know, it, one is generally about what we need to worry about. Say I go to Jamaica. OK. And I stay in this gorgeous resort. That's all inclusive. And that means also it includes Wi-Fi. And you can sign on to the hotel's Wi Fi and use it, or you can pay astronomical rates and use your own airtime or whatever. We're going to get to your own data. Uh, what uh, I do it. And See, I always think to myself, this is probably stupid.
1: Yeah, like this could be a little bit of a public service announcement. Public Wi Fi, don't use it ever, period. For anything. No, don't log on to it. Don't even touch it. Don't even look at it. Treat it like the Ark of the Covenant. Really? Yeah, because as easily as as you can get on to a device, you know, with your device, get onto the Wi-Fi, that's as easily as somebody can get into your device.
0: So if I'm, uh, let me just understand this. So I'm looking Mm -hmm. at, like, Wi-Fi, which is this mystery signal that's sent out across the resort. I have logged on just to um, watch Netflix. Yep. Does it matter what is on my device? I mean, what if I just have a... I mean, let's start with the, like the worst-case scenario. I'm using my work laptop that includes all sorts of client-identifying information and or my banking accounts and passwords and or whatever.
1: Unless you are using the proper like safety software, then you are definitely at risk, all pretty right. heavily at risk,
0: really. Let, let's start first with I don't even know what the safety software would be. Okay. Um, what is the risk and how does it happen?
1: So the risk is anything that's on your hard drive is subject to being stolen, copied, without your permission. Um, That's the major risk. How it happens is really simple. You're on a public Wi-Fi that essentially all puts you on the same network. All right? So somebody's on another laptop. They can easily, I mean really easily, within five, six minutes, have your IP address. And five to six minutes is a gross exaggeration. I mean, it's less than that. They'll have your IP address. With that, they can ping your location, get all your information that they want to. It really doesn't take that much effort.
2: I had a friend who uh, was, went to school with John. I think you, you oh, met yeah. him at the store with big, uh-huh. and uh, he was in, staying in a hotel. Actually, he had to do the three-day. You know, he was he got pulled up to, to DUI. Yeah, a nice little, in little vacation. Nice little vacation. Educational vacation. So he's sitting in there, and he decides to, to hack into the the, the whole mainframe of the hotel. All right? All right. Not and hard. then, then he goes down and he gets all this information, pulls out files of it, has it all, all their accounts. He's got, he's got, he's got, uh, credit card numbers from people that are staying in the hotel, including his own. Wow. And he walks down and he's like, I like to speak to the manager. And it's like, what? And he's like, and do you have a chief of security? And they're like, w- what is the problem, sir? He's like, well, I want to show you something. And he showed him. he's like, he said, I'm going to start with my credit card number. I was able to hack into your system and get them retrieve my credit card number, along with all of these. Bzz. Wow. It's easy. Now, he also worked for a company that goes in and sets up and prevents these things from happening to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So his job, he's, he, his job is to see how this secure be your system white is. a white hat hacker. This Very be much a white so hat, hat hacker. yes. So, in this say, scenario, it's gray. He, yeah. he, this was great, but he landed the account. he was there. He's like, well, you know, I'm here on my three day vacation. I might as well do a little side work.
0: <laughs> well, let me let me ask you, John. So, if I, you know, I, I want to know exactly what is at risk because I have, let's say, uh, the way I the way I roll now, I have very little on any hard drive on any PC or laptop or device I use. I just don't save stuff there. I save stuff in different places, whether it's on my server here at the office that I can access or on my OneDrive through Microsoft or sure. Dropbox or something like that. So say that I am sitting again, and let's just go back to Jamaica because yep. I just came back from there <clears throat> and I confess I did in fact use that Wi Fi because, you know, there's nothing else. So I'm using the Wi Fi and I'm watching Netflix on our on a laptop. Um if somebody wanted to, and there's nothing on that P, on that laptop that I store, not, sure, at least nothing I think. But could somebody get access to the directories that I have created to my various cloud-based stuff? In other words, if could you see like my what I'm seeing?
1: I mean, you could. That would require a little bit more finagling than just blindly connecting to somebody's laptop. Okay, that would usually have to have a two-way uh, factor off author, or authorization. So like. You would in some way have to allow that person to also look at your stuff.
0: So if I go to the network settings and it say allow other PCs to see this one on this network, that would be bad.
1: Yep, yeah, that's basically openly just broadcasting your IP address, which can leave you very open to anything getting stolen. Now, as far as whether they'd have your information on your cloud-based uh, servers, I doubt they would have any passwords unless you unless you already had a program that recorded all of your desktop activity and they had access to that. Gotcha. So I mean. Yeah, now, I don't want to say your cloud or any of your passwords are super at risk, but could anything they, on
0: there is. Could somebody install something like that and then just watch me forever? This is a, This is the other one that scares the crap out of me. It's like I'm looking at my computer and somebody's somebody is uh, surreptitiously spying and they, they install some sort of uh, software that lets them watch and see whatever I do. Well, it depends.
1: Do you have a webcam or not? I do, yeah. Yeah, they don't need software. They can just take control of your webcam. Really? Yeah, it's really not hard to do.
0: Even if you've had it... To, how do you disable a webcam then? Or can um, you, They you, can probably just uh, re-enable it?
2: It tape? really depends. Tape's the easiest <laughs> way. Like,
1: straight up, just put a piece of tape over it. Um You can get rid of the, like, support software for it if you wanted to. Depending on who made your laptop, though, that may be, like, really hard to do. Gotcha. So, tape... Is a really safe way to do it. I'm taping so, all my so, webcams,
2: and I've heard this. And it's just easy to, to, to hack to get into someone's computer to watch their to, to transmit through and see what see what's going on.
1: Yeah, if nothing, if you're you know if your computer's really not properly protected, it's really easy to.
0: Wow, that's scary stuff. You know, I, there was this there was a scam going around recently. Of, of you could tell it was a scam by the um, the line. You, you know, usually scams their grammar's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, because it's like somebody with some foreign language trying to speak, like, yeah, it it just, it's so, it's so patently obvious. But, uh, where they were, it, it, people were getting this email, I read this on, I think it was actually a newspaper article I was reading, where they were getting this email message about their pornography use, and we have seen you <laughs> using porn, and this is embarrassing, and we have you recorded, <laughs> and we know what you're doing, and send us That's like $5,000 or we're going to publish it to the world. <laughs> and uh, it's sort of like, what's his name, the uh, the Amazon guy. Or no, 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 the um, who did this recently? Somebody had some compromising pictures of his, he had dick pics out there.
2: Oh, that was, wasn't Who it? Who was it? Was it? Because um, he was going through the divorce. Famous he did, millionaire. It was, it, he's the Amazon guy. I was it the mind. Amazon guy? Yeah, it was Amazon. Huh. What's his name?
0: Ah, yeah. Oh, that's too ah, bad. Bad. But anyway, what he did, he's he like, screw you. And he took his own dick pics and published them. And it's sort of like, <laughs> bold move. You know, it's like. <laughs> right? But why not?
2: Why not? It's like this. Look, like somebody's going to get paid for my dick it's pics. It's me. It's It's me. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) But uh, no, that's scary stuff. So I guess lesson number one on Lawyer Talk here today is don't use public Wi-Fi or if you have to, fill in that blank for us, John.
1: If you have to use public Wi-Fi, your best bet is to download what is called a VPN, a virtual private network. I personally use them all the time, Uh, almost for really even for my daily usage, I use a VPN. Um, it makes your computer a lot less susceptible to being attacked. It's just all in all a safe way to go about it.
0: All right. So half of my job, in fact, maybe three quarters, if not all of my job is translation. Mm -hmm. I I was talking, I was at a, unfortunately I was at a, um, I was at a funeral the other day and my friend had lost his mother and, uh, they're going through some probate stuff and I gave him a referral for that. And it just dawned on me. I said, Oh, and by the way, after you talk to this gentleman, Call me if you need me to translate because I speak both languages. And most lawyers don't speak both languages. They can't do it. It's sad, but it's true. Um, but I do speak both languages. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to translate what you're saying or if yeah. you, and, and make, make some sense of it. So virtual private network. Now, the only thing I think of virtual private network is slow and pain in the ass because <laughs> I've had yeah. VPN stuff before and I hated it.
1: It's Yeah, like, I mean, 10 years ago, VPNs are a lot different than today's VPNs. I mean, just being honest, they used to be really, really inefficient as far as getting your connection stable and at good speed. Um, Personally, the ones that I've used, and I have several that can easily be recommended, this day and age, there are huge companies with billions of dollars invested in these VPNs. They're just as fast as without using. They're just as fast, like if you use one as without using one, but it's right. a lot more secure.
0: All right, now let's try to talk about what a VPN is, because mm-hmm. now what is the difference between me on my laptop going to uh, connect to the Jamaica Wi-Fi using my room number or whatever the key is they gave sure. me uh, versus me using a VPN to do the same thing? What is what what? is actually happening that is different.
1: Sure, um, so when you are connecting to Jamaica Hotels Wi-Fi with your laptop directly, that's what we call an A to B connection. Okay. As in, you are going, well, we'll use that example. You're going from literally whatever website you're trying to search from your computer to that website. Really easy, really traceable to figure out where you've been, really easy to find your IP address there. Yeah. A VPN basically acts as a middleman. So it goes from A, you, to the VPN B to the ultimate website C, making it a lot harder to backtrack the information to you because it has to go through this virtual
0: private network. And the VPN has its own security credentials. That yep, we're, and absolutely. I, su- I suspect those are far more complicated to get through than yeah. Uh, the no, no they Beto
2: been able to steal long distance had they had it set up with the VPN. I mean,
0: by the way, when we're talking exactly, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about <laughs> Beto. It's like he was a thief. Right. Yes. We're going to get yeah. to this, but this yeah. is like, this is nothing short of thievery and call like boys devilish or whatever it was, or, you know, like they, they made it sound so glorified. Oh, he like, just
2: stole some long distance time. It's like, yeah. just, you can stop what he just stole. Right. It's like, that's the, that's the, I go to
0: federal court and represent people who just stole something like that <laughs> or using uh, the wire to do
2: it, so to speak. Right. I know people that have stolen direct TV mm-hmm. in a commercial setting in a bar using a home residential place. And uh, there's two different charges for that, and the, for each TV that you have hooked up, if they find out for how many years you've been running a box that you have listed at your home, but you brought it in and moved the satellite, because they charge per seat. Oh, great! Yeah. and and so if I mean this isn't totally hacking, but it's, it's still it's, mm, it's similar It's, 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 it's similar because you're hacking because you're stealing. You're just moving the device. You have your device yeah. registered at you know mean your home address. Then you take it to work and you just. Line up the line up the dish because you can you can move that satellite wherever you want it to as long as you've got it pointed in the right direction. And sure. If you're, and if you own in a bar, you probably got a Direct TV install guy that for a for a tab or a pitcher <laughs> of beer might go up there and straighten it out. Yeah. yeah. You know. And then when they find out and uh, they hit you with the backlog and it comes over five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. <sighs> it gets and ugly. you had Ooh. a couple bars and then they investigate the other ones and. You know, it was it was a bad story. Our it sh- gets ugly. It, it, it was hundreds of thousands of dollars.
0: Well, what's interesting is people ask me this all the time: is there some is there something called like hacking? Is that a crime, or is it they're like cyber crimes? Like or?
2: everybody talks about hacking. You break into you get the Rubu or whatever they call it, the, you Roku. St- the Roku, Roku, yeah. right? And then you're supposed to pay for it, or if you just get the break. Or whatever people say. All yeah, the time. like
1: jailbreaking firesticks. Yeah, is just basically jailbreak one of those. the
2: fire stick, man. Be, I don't, I don't have a stick or a deal like that. But I hear people talk about it so freely, like, oh man, if you just get that and then you get the break code, it's all free. And I kind of thinking to myself like this: well, No, that means you stole it. Correct. Everything That's you that. steal is free. Yes, <laughs> I mean, right.
1: Whole point of stealing, but, so, but,
2: but it's I'm, all free I'm talking if you steal it. from senior citizens to people, everybody, and they talk about it very freely, like they're not stealing. There
0: is a notion in our
2: society now
0: of, dare I use the word like expectation, entitlement, whatever you want to call it, that if the man, the quote man, now that could be like giant corporation like Comcast or the cable company or the evil whoever, because they have so much money and so much power that. It's okay to steal from the man. Sure, that and that's sort of the hacker mentality. That was Beto's mentality, right? Oh, you know, we we're just doing blah blah blah. Well, you were stealing from the man, so it's okay somehow, like Robin Hood, some in Robin Hoodish. Well, Robin Hood was a thief, right? And and a criminal. I mean, for whatever cause. And yeah. I got to tell you, these hackers aren't doing it to give to the poor. They're doing it to no. benefit themselves. Right? This is not. Um, some of know. it
2: done out of vengeance, some of it done out of spite, some of it done out of just straight thievery or boredom correct or boredom opportunity and, and but but it's kind of got nonchalant it's okay oh, yeah man. and but you hear it all the time, like what about when you hear like Target got hacked? you know what I mean it's when some of these big companies got hacked, if you shop there, you might be at risk, you may have gotten broken into you may so there is just so many ways. And, of and of think, people pulling this,
0: and, and so what you you just what you said just just uh, triggered the thought is that if if you hear Target's hacked or you hear Walmart is hacked or Amazon is hacked or uh, Verizon, I think at one point you hear this and you know it's like you wait a nothing. is this now you know is this Robin Hood dude now stealing my stuff you know well, hold on I'm not the man he's stealing my stuff correct and and this is where you know did you see there's a movie I don't know if you do you watch Netflix John I do. Right, there's, there's one, uh, I forget what it's called now, but Woody's in it, and uh, Kevin Costner in it, and they're chasing down Bonnie and Clyde. I haven't, Highway seen, Men. I haven't seen it. The Highwaymen. Uh, and I am young enough, or old enough, i rather, to remember the original Bonnie and Clyde movie with uh, Warren Beatty and... Um, that's too her. I'm just drawing a blank on all these names, but I can picture her. I know her anyway. Everybody knows her. Um, and, and they sort of glorified Bonnie and Clyde in the old movie as being... You know, somewhat yeah, validated saying, and justified, and and sure. you know, these young people out just stealing from the the banks and doing whatever, and then the highwayman flipped it on its ear, man. I mean, they didn't even show who Bonnie and Clyde were until the last scene when they were getting shot, and and the whole premise of it was there's this scene where Kevin Costner is at a gas station with Woody in the car, and the gas station they're, they're sort of chasing these Bonnie and Clyde down, and they asked the gas station attendant. Uh, they've been here. You've seen these folks. And, you know, there was a, there was sort of this glorified image of Bonnie and Clyde um, at the time, I guess. And I think that was historically accurate, that people just looked upon them as sort of the Dillinger. You know, it's like that glorified it in a weird way, and they became famous, as criminals do at times. And Costner's character here was sort of like, wait a second. Uh, he might have roughed the guy up a little bit, but but he pointed out, it's like, look, last night... Uh, she walked up on a guy who was already wounded and shot him in the face with a shotgun, right? You know, it's like, and it was a a police officer, shot him in the face with a shotgun, and he's killed, they've killed innocent folks shooting him with, I guess, without any reservation whatsoever. They were criminals. Yeah. And uh, there's no glorification here uh, by stealing from whoever. I mean, it it always has the impact of one thing. It's a crime, right? I mean, it's a crime. There's no, you can't just say, well, I was just screwing around because hacking was fun, and I stumbled into this, and uh, it's still theft.
1: No, that is one hundred percent correct. When you are the very definition of hacking is really just getting into or taking something that you're not
0: supposed to. It, it's like, it's like a crime. Sa- it's safe cracking in the modern era.
1: It is. Is one hundred percent. Now, right. the good news is because you know, really, when hacking became, in my opinion, you know, more acceptable was when subcultures were kind of brought to the mainstream light you know like big bang theory all that stuff nerdy stuff became more popular so when you have these basically kind of like nerdy computer hacking robin hood of course they're going to be putting a little bit better looking light
0: you know yeah i mean and there's there i think there is this hollywood notion to glorify it in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and and they show it the other way too in, in the like the terrorist movies but correct uh, anyway, back, I'm off on my little diatribe. Well, you know,
2: they, they hacked into, whenever Julius Son there, you know, when WikiLeaks released the hacked computers of of, 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 the, of the DNC and what, of, of Hillary and, mm-hmm. and, and everything in there, you know, they were able to break into there and steal information. Correct. You know I mean, that was their big theft right there was what are they saying, what are they doing, stealing information. Yeah. So I've always been confused because you see it on the media all the time that the Russians hacked in and affected our election, yet they told me what they did. What what did they do? Does anybody know? Well, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm this is an honest answer. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't listening.
0: Well, this was the, the WikiLeaks thing and, and all the, or the Russian hacking was about information and releasing information and releasing communications, emails, etc., like, and uh, that was predominantly about Hillary. Now, I think had it have been about anybody else, they would have done the same thing. I think they were just it was it was sort of like this. What we're talking about. Correct. Now, I think if you believe some folks, there was a sinister Russian plot to get Trump elected because they thought they maybe had more influence. I, I don't necessarily buy into that because who's going to influence? I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, it's impossible. No. But if, if, you know, Trump's not smart enough to be a spy, I guess. But anyway, if you um, it, they were they were just, I think, just trying to wreak havoc as hackers do. Yeah, that's sort of a, that was the culture, and, and they did, mm-hmm. and uh, it happened. Now, so but you bring up an interesting point. You know, traditionally, theft is to steal something of value, and the uh, the amount of money that you can attribute to the value if impacts the severity of the crime. Uh, so, I guess there are crimes and there are offenses that can apply even if what you stole doesn't have an intrinsic financial value, but rather just information.
2: Like pharmaceutical companies, two compete competing large companies of that. When you know, I mean, they would want to hack in to see what their competitors are doing, find out what they're working on, what their projects they have going yeah. on. Corporate, so absolutely, you know, just, you know, you, you know it's, that is a huge part of you know, I mean, a value yes. to where a hacker would get paid. Information, yes, it is. just stealing the information that's out there.
1: That's that's really the thing too. It's like the crimes that seem to get punished the most when it comes to like cybersecurity or intellectual property theft, all really pertains to the inherent value of the information, not credit card numbers. I mean, the people who are stealing credit card numbers get, you know, felony time, but they're out within like five, six years. The people who are stealing very valuable government information, they're getting marked as, you know, domestic terrorists for life and they're serving time in prison for
0: life. uh, Probably for good reason, I suppose. Correct. uh, You know, domestic terrorism or uh, espionage, treason, Treason's a big one that you can typically get. I mean, look, it's that's still a, a country, one. right? That's yes. a huge one.
2: That's that's yeah. huge. And then uh, you think about it, too. How are they archi- archiving all of this information? Right now out here in Ohio, they're building these servers to hold everybody's grilled cheese and kitty mm-hmm. pictures from Facebook. Right. To where at one point in time, we would store the books that were written. Now we're just storing servers or yeah. computers. What happens, you know, if they corrupt or if they, you know I mean, if there's an earthquake or, I mean, even though paper and stuff like that would burn and fall down. Sure. I think that we could have a gap, a history gap that could happen.
1: No, oh, that's 100% true. Because true you theory, lose the information sure. or yeah. it's
2: gone. because Power the way out. The way we archive things are, are, are different to where you won't be able to go back. There could be a, a large gap.
0: Well, if you're in like history, right now, how many people have experienced this phenomenon of deleting something that you don't have backed up? Now, imagine like it's and in, in think of the loss. I, I it's funny because my son last night I, he did this interview of me because I grew up in the '80s, and he had to interview somebody from the '80s. And I was like, "All right, I'll do it." Um, but he needed uh, a photograph of me in the '80s, and I sent that to you. I uh, <laughs> sent it to Jared. It was a great picture, really. I looked really cool, but uh, I had that because it was in a photo album. And I just took a picture of the photo album, so I still had it. Now I could lose that album in a fire and not have it backed up, um, or I could have had it saved stay, stay virtually and then deleted some something or lost something. The and chance then, of then you having
2: it. those photos around are probably better than some of the ones you're taking today. Probably, mm-hmm.
0: they, they they don't have any value. to I guess the value of photos today is it seems to be diminished because you can just take them so readily um, and you don't print them. It, it takes it's like it's like anything else, right? Value is attached to the work involved to create it, generally, or the rarity of it. And uh, both would apply here. It takes no work to create a, a, a photo on your phone, or very little. And they're not rare at all for the same reason. There's yeah. hundreds of them, you take five of the same picture, and then you never delete the ones that you don't want. You say, ah, I'll just take five, because I'll get the best one. <laughs> well, now I look at my phone, I got hundreds of pictures I don't want or need. And it just becomes too easy to make them disposable. But anyway, back to your question. I, I, ironically, I was at the Greenbrier a couple of months ago, or three or four months ago, and stayed there, and there's this neat history there. There was a bunker created by the federal government underneath the Greenbrier Hotel, in 1958 it began, and it wasn't a fallout bunker, but it was a bunker designed to house Congress in the event of a nuclear war. And Eisenhower went out there and orchestrated this whole thing. They built, and nobody knew, right? It was a secret, and it was in plain sight. It was, hotel guests used part of that bunker on a regular basis and didn't know that it was part of the bunker. Um, but, it, it, ironically, now, after it had been discovered, for reasons we don't need to get into, but uh, it, it had been discovered and sort of uncovered in the 90s, I think, and uh, it has now used uh, at least the vault portion to house uh, internet uh, data security. So there's a, there's a security company that uses that bunker to protect its servers and data in whatever way that is – and, and there, there, the, the lady giving our tour said there are pretty – significant regulations about how that has to happen. What structure is required to house your servers? What kind of backup is there? Uh, what is the penetrability, the security, et cetera? And uh, now that bunker is a great place to do that, apparently. But anyway, we're, we're digressing again. Um, all right. So I'm in a hotel. Somebody's taken my, they've gotten to my computer, and I guess the damage that can be done is dependent upon a, what I've stored on my hard drive, or B, how readily accessible I have made my passwords to other things. Correct.
2: Um, your description it, of how you store your, your information is not like the general public. Not everybody has a server that they're logging into. Not everybody is paying true. time for the clouds. Not everybody has the Dropbox. A lot of people just have their information, bloom right there on their devices, Very true. in their phones. And I would have to think that isn't the phone going to be more dangerous than a laptop? Well, that's what I was just going to uh, go yes. to. So the bet. phone.
0: No, you're right <laughs> yeah. on The phone and the clouds, right? So first the clouds, I guess. But uh, it, it, do we need to worry about what I'm talking about? Somebody's uh, like I, I'm signing up right now, for instance, to migrate. I have my own data server. I have a, I have a file server here sure. in my office. Everybody logs into it. That's where everything's stored. I've got it backed up 10 ways from Sunday. And um, it's a pain in the ass because when that goes down, it sucks and I don't have uh, getting access either through VPN or otherwise becomes sort of a complicated problem, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't like it. Uh, so now we're using, we're, we're migrating to the clouds. What are yeah. my security concerns there?
1: I mean, I'm not an expert on mobile security by any means. I do know a decent amount about them just because they're small computers, really. Um, I feel like cell phones as a whole... Because of how much it's been integrated into our everyday lives, how much we actually do on our smartphones, those are almost more at risk for getting stolen um, than computers would be. Because you have so many different apps that are readily executable. That's your banking information. I mean, there is a lot of information stored on your cell phone, almost more than I'd say would be stored on most people's home computers, really
0: you know, I do a seminar. I haven't done it in a couple of years, but I'd I'd have to update the technology of it. But I used to do a seminar on cell phones in Uh in the courtroom and and, and the evidentiary value of cell phones, what you do with them, what they can do. And I used to start, uh, I used to start the seminar. I'd be like, all right, who here does not have a cell phone in their pocket? If you're not looking at it right now, is it in your pocket? And, you know, everybody's sort of like, oh. I was like, no, really, I don't care. I'm not offended. You don't have to listen to me. But I just want to know, who's looking at a phone right now? I was like, all right, you know what you're holding? You're holding your modern DNA. Everything that you are is in this little phone. Your fingerprint is stored in this phone. Correct. Your... Uh, you're, the, you're now with uh, the facial recognition, your facial recognition information, at least from an electronic standpoint, is stored in this phone. Where you've been is stored in this phone. Where you're going to go is stored in this phone. Who you like or who your friends are, stored in, who you hate is stored in this phone. What you like is stored in this phone. What you don't like is stored in this phone. A
1: digital version of you yeah, this is, is that is,
0: phone. this is a virtual you. Correct. And it, it you know it, when we use it forensically in a courtroom, or at least in cases, I, now they're getting to the point where I can, it used to be in the beginning, I could tell what tower you were hitting at a particular time using your uh-huh. historical cell phone records. And ironically, you can't just ask for your own historical records. You even need a an order for that. But assuming you get your own historical records, if you know what to do with that, you can find out what tower you were hitting at a certain certain time. And then it sort of migrated to, or then it sort of advanced to, the towers looked like peace signals and there was a quadrant like a big circle. Sure. Not exactly, but a big circle that looked like a peace sign. You could pick which of the quadrant, trident, which which of those thirds G1. you were in. And then they came up with like this per call minute data or PCMD mm-hmm. and uh, minute data, I don't remember what it was. But anyway, you could, you could even get it closer. And now there's like geotagging and yeah. it, there's like everybody, even if you disengage your location services. That it's still on for certain emergency reasons and otherwise. And, and when the, the authorities or somebody really, really smart, or not even smart, but who has the technolo- technological equipment and the knowledge to hit go on that equipment yep. can figure all this out. So, I, I mean, I had I had people in my seminar in the context of, of demonstrating this, pull out their phone and open up a picture and we would give them. I don't know what the apps are now, but um, you can use... Uh, What was the information called? I'm just, I'm I'm cloudy today. But you can see from a photograph if your location service is on, almost precisely on the planet, you took that picture where you were. Yeah, it's really easy. It's really simple. And you just plug it into a a little uh, application you can get online and it's done. You can get it. Uh And uh, I had people, I now have people raise their hands like, who's got their location services turned on because they didn't know how to get here today and forgot to turn it off or just leave it on all the time? Like, guess what? The government can know everything about you, right? Yes. Yeah, like, I mean, absolutely. I mean, almost watch it in real time now. And uh, if they get the correct warrants. Any
2: murder mystery story that I watch, they go to the cell phones. I was at home all night. It's like, well, your cell phone was like within 10 foot of this woman's house. Right. How about that?
1: And, and yeah, it's also kind of like funny, too. Like, you think about like 20 or 30 years ago, if you would have told, you know, the general population that, uh, you know, you're going to be carrying around this device that tells the federal government or anybody that wants to know your exact location, what you like, what you dislike.
2: They would have freaked out. What you're saying, what you're what talking about. What you're talking about. We were talking about this one day. Yes. I had been talking about a product, and then uh, Amazon sent me, I hadn't looked it, was targeted I didn't look it advertising. up. I didn't look it up. It yeah. just gave me a, a message that you might want this product right here, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man, I was just talking about Happens that minutes ago, and I'll be talking about something else, and a news story will pop up, correct? That may have came out days ago, but it's around the similar thing that I was talking about, and that is just running off and picking up from my phone that they are selling to me, you know. And then <laughs> it, it gets, it, true. It, it can go crazy in China. They've got surveillance that yes. runs through with the facial recognitions, which you're talking about, mm-hmm. to where if you jaywalk, guess what? They know. You're getting a ticket. Yeah, they know. They know They know everything. They know where you were, where you're walking. They've got a whole thing mapped out, face recognition to where they're following everything. everybody. You don't have privacy.
0: Well, I, and, and I don't think we need to get too far into the weeds on the cell phone <laughs> phenomenon yeah. other than to say this. Um, I would just tell people: if you don't need location services, don't use it. Correct. Um, if you think you're doing something privately, you're not. And how? And back to your point, John: logging into public Wi-Fi, most people do it with their phones. Yeah. So don't what's do on it. your phone then is equally uh, compromised. Mm-hmm. And and there, in fact, as I'm thinking about it, talking here, there's more on my phone than there would be on any laptop I have. Correct. Um, more access to anything. But um, anyway, moving on. So back to internet security. Uh, we've sort of talked about logging into the public Wi-Fi's now, we've done uh, a little bit on cell phones, I'm, and even the clouds, and, and I suppose, the at least with a cloud-based service, you have really, really, at least presumably, really good folks privately figuring out the best security measures available.
1: Yeah, I mean, your cloud servers, especially with you know how technology is today, they seem very reliable, very few data breaches and whatnot.
0: Yeah. Um, now, let's shift gears. What about the kids? Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, it's for, for an internet security mode, it seems like there's so much, you, it, it, kids getting compromised either by nefarious people uh, acting like they're something else or doing whatever. The I mean,
2: bullying that could be. Cyber bullying. I, I mean, you know, kids are horrible. Children are horrible. Sure. And, you know, and they are mean to each other. And it used to be, you know, you just got beat up during recess. Yeah. Now yeah. you have to go home. And they well, have to continue because they can hack in. They can, you know I mean? Hack in
0: somebody's social media. Somebody did this to my son. They hacked mm-hmm. into my, my son's, uh, one of the social media counselors. I hated that he had it anyway. but uh, And they, I'm not going to say what was, what was being done, but it was something you wouldn't want done as a 12-year-old or 11-year-old boy. Sure. And, you know, it just crushed him. It crushed him. And I finally I had this long talk with him. I was like, man, here's the thing. We can stop this right now. Correct. You don't have to have social media. You can just stop it. And like he was in tears and it, eventually his tears dried up and he's like, okay, we'll just get rid of it. And I, and I said, you you have taken away what people are using. You just, you have total control over this, man. You can just say no mas, yeah. I'm not gonna do it. And uh, it, it was a a it was a, such an obvious yet startling revelation to him that, wait a minute, I can just delete this? Yeah, hmm. you can just delete it, man. He goes, yeah, but they know my password. I was like, well, we're gonna delete the whole account, man. It'll be done. Yeah.
1: And this could be a good time to actually mention something that I feel like everybody should pretty much know. When it comes to creating your passwords, length is better than complexity. You can have all the special characters you want; that doesn't matter. The longer the password, the more secure it is. Just keep that in mind.
0: Uh, which is so. Let's talk about passwords. You know, most mm-hmm. people have a password that they probably use in commonly with other things, and uh, and I'm a victim of that too. I have similar passwords I use now, they're all a little bit different or try to be, and I have to recreate them all the time because I'm terrible at memorizing, but um, what is a, so length matters. If if I wanted to, if I were an evil genius that knew everything, and I wanted to hack a password, what's the process, how do they do it?
1: Um, There's a number of different ways. A really common way for bypassing a password is just deleting the need for the password. Um, That can happen with a lot of like home computers, that's actually how I got into those computers we mentioned earlier. I just deleted the
0: need for the password.
2: So you just changed the operating man, system. Man, this orbit. guy does stuff on operating systems. I walk into work one day and, and <laughs> okay, he, he had something like twelve. Or the register said twelve thousand dollars. He's like, "We've been pretty busy today, man. Check it out." And it's like, well, "We didn't do no twelve thousand dollars in two hours. What's going on here?" And he laughed just like that. then I'll <laughs> fix it. But no, okay, hold on. I've got you know National Coin Registry. Yeah. That's that's who I use. They've been building, you know I mean, before they had their, their POS systems, they had registers. Yeah. And you, this you, guy. He hacked it without even trying. I don't know. He did it as a yeah. joke. He thought it was funny. He, he changed it to $12,000.
0: Well, it, And so, then
2: one time he came, didn't you have it in a negative number? Yeah, I was pulling a prank on one of the new guys and I had it a negative number. He and was like, like, what did, what you, did you do? Yeah, he it said, said what'd you do? You, 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 <laughs> would you give him the money back? And all because you're able to bypass the password.
1: Yeah, it. I mean, well, that that's not even really like hacking. That's just changing what the computer is saying. No, that is yeah. hacking. Okay, yes. It's hacking. Yes, yeah. I'm not. I'm not actually He's giving our store. <laughs> <right>. I'm <laughs> not actually giving our store money. I'm just making it say something different. There's. Well, so, it's so not, look at it yeah. this way.
0: I, I look at hacking like this, and people say, "Well, it's I, I didn't really do anything." Well, it's like you broke into my house. I didn't really do anything, but I broke no, into your house. Crying. It's like no, that's an invasion of privacy in mm-hmm. every form of the word. Right. Correct. You, you, you've you've had your. You've had your presence in my kitchen and and I don't like it. So,
2: there's just so many areas, and I don't want to go off on it too much, but you heard where they're hacking in on the the thermostats. Yeah. Like the nest thermostats. Don't do it. I would have to say, like the doorbells down to where people have like baby, they were talking to them, like the doorbells. Yeah. People Mm -hmm. will hack in. So, when somebody comes home, it's like, I see your home. It's their own house. Yeah. That's crazy stuff, isn't it? Okay, and it's like, to so somebody, you think that, okay, I've got this so I can secure my house. Mm-hmm. Now somebody is hacking in to watch you, so it's just as easy for them to be like this. Well, it looks like they've left. Yeah. Um, I've been watching them for a week. They seem to leave at this same time here. We're good for this two hours.
0: What a this Get is a break This is a perfect window. segue, because the next thing on my list, I'm going to read it here in a second, but before we go there, uh, back to passwords just for one second, which sure. segues into this. Um you say make them long, yes. and uh, I guess is there an impenetrable password? I mean, what I'm hearing here is if you don't want your if you don't want somebody to guess your password, make it long and complicated. Uh, if but you're saying I don't care about passwords anyway, I'm going around them.
1: Well, that all depends on what you're trying to actually get into. If okay. most of the time you can get rid of the need for passwords, if you're talking about websites and social media profiles, no. Those are always going to require a password unless you somehow actually broke into Facebook servers and changed their core scripting. Okay. Um, most of the time what they're doing, this is a little bit of an antiquated example, but they call them a brute force uh, cracker where it literally will just tumble through all the possible numbers, like if you were guessing a number lock on a combination lock.
0: Yeah, just using artificial intelligence to math- yeah, mathematically set up an algorithm everything. to do it all. You
1: and know. that's where length beats complexity, because that is the most commonly used way of getting seen passwords. And the longer it is, the more combinations there possibly could be, the harder and longer it actually takes.
0: I had a case one time where there was a hard drive involved. Uh, 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 and I, I think it was a, it was an external hard drive, a sure. storage device, and there was stuff on there that mattered to the case, and the federal government, or and I don't know if it, it, it was seized by law enforcement. I'll put it that way. Fair. I can't go into too much detail but it was seized by law enforcement, and uh, they really, really, really wanted to see what was on there, and this is uh-huh. before I was involved. I had no input or advice in any way, shape, or form. They had just done a search warrant or executed a search warrant, took these storage medias, and uh, they uh, – they said, well, we're going to send this off to the FBI to crack the password. And I have it on good information that it would have been really difficult for them to do that. Uh, and I actually consulted with a, a, an expert on this. And, you know, ironically, I'm, I'm going to circle back here. This is, they said exactly what you said. What well, they, they wanted to know not what the password was, but how was it, how long was it? And yep. how did, how, to, how was it uh, derived? And... Um, you know, without going into too much detail, there'd be like a passage in a book and maybe take the first letter mm-hmm. or, the, or the middle or the third letter of each word for like paragraphs. Yeah. And it, it would be like impossible. And, and it, the FBI was never able to get into that.
1: Yeah. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, the longer you're because like, yeah, there I guess there would be, you know, easier long passwords. Like if you just did like, you know, the alphabet. Sure. That'd be a pretty easy one to get through. But if you made it a little more complicated and long, like minimum password length really should be about 11 digits, quite honestly.
0: Well, this was like 50, but yeah.
1: Yeah. But 11 should be the minimum for any decently secure password.
0: All right. So now I'm going to go change all my passwords. Now, what about apps that, that generate passwords automatically for you? Uh, I know there's like Dashlane out there and some others that uh, that do this.
1: I haven't used too many of those personally. Um, I personally do use Google. They actually, when you sign into their profile, they will generate their permanent passwords, but they're automatically generated, usually pretty secure. And I use those for sites that I don't really care too much of, like a Ticketmaster site or something yeah. like that. Um, I do use those. I don't know about the other ones, so I don't really want to comment on any of that too much just because, you know, I haven't played with those myself.
0: Well, uh, I guess that we'll just we'll just leave it at this. Is like the moral of the story is you have a great password, and yes. a long password, and one that uh, you feel secure about that nobody's going to guess. Uh, which brings me to the question I was getting at, Jerry, that you're talking about. It's like, do I have to worry about others using my internet and my Wi-Fi? And I didn't even think about the home security thing until you brought it up. But it's like if I got these Bing or whatever they are rings, and. Um, Uh, If somebody, you know, there's this notion in every, dare I say, like child pornography case or something, right? one of the things that the government has to do is put you at the terminal, right? They have to make it so the IP address was there and that you were the one there at the keyboard. And there's always this notion that it could have been somebody outside in the curb using your Wi-Fi to do the same thing. I mean, what do I have to worry about that? How do I, is it again back to passwords or what is it, what, what's the deal there?
1: Yeah, that's going to mainly be down to passwords. I mean, as long as you have a secure Wi-Fi connection, there's not really a whole lot to worry about per se. Um, one really common area that is vulnerable for attack actually tends to be printers. Uh, believe it or not, printers do actually have, most of them have a Wi-Fi signal, most of them don't have that great of security, and that can be used as a gateway to getting into your home Wi-Fi. Gotcha. So, is the threat viable? Not nearly as much as it used to be about like seven or eight years ago when Wi-Fi was really first becoming a thing. Everything was really rudimentary and simply coded, so it really wasn't hard to crack into a good Wi-Fi signal. Now, it's a lot harder.
0: All right. Well, that, that's, a, that's a little comforting. Well, how, how are people getting into the, to uh, the home or the smart homes then?
1: Um, Well, those are connected to your Wi-Fi, so if they breach your Wi-Fi in some way, shape, or form, or if those devices are generating their own Wi-Fi signal, which a lot of them do, or a Bluetooth signal, that can also be used to get into them.
0: Bluetooth. That's Mm -hmm. on my list. What the hell is Bluetooth?
1: Bluetooth is, it's kind of like a, I'm like, I'm not super sure on the actual technical side of what Bluetooth is, but it's essentially its own uh, communication code. That can't be used over really, really wrong like long lengths, like Wi-Fi can. It's yeah. uh, usually like a hundred foot range tops.
0: I remember the first time. This is years ago now, where you could bump somebody like with your phone. Remember that yep. people at bars were like, hey, well, when, when my contact me bump." Uh-huh. I was thinking, who in the hell would want that? <laughs> I don't want anybody taking anything from That's like phone. That's like when
2: people pay it's with lunacy. their phones. They could, Can yeah. I just tap your computer with my phone? That freaks me out, man. That freaks I Look, I've, but I, get, I, I,
0: I've committed to sign up for that now a couple times. And then when I go look at those things, I was like, I can't do this. I still need a credit card. I got to stick it. But a credit card's almost like less secure in some ways. You could just drop it or lose it. Or somebody could, like if you're using your credit card, someone could maybe take a picture of it. I mean, there's there's like, you give your credit card to the, the restaurant folks.
2: They walk off. I mean, they think they about that. It. They go
0: photocopy the damn thing. Sure. And they've got it.
2: How would they ever be able to get those three digits that secure your... <laughs> <friends>? <laughs> when when, they, <laughs> when, when they walk away, the how, would they, how would they ever get those secret <laughs> numbers? I know. I so mean, how is that
0: possible? It's actually shocking that it doesn't happen more. I mean, we're restaurants. It happened, you know.
2: happened to me. I was uh, We were on a ride to go to, to, to the smokeout in South Carolina, and I had a bearing break in front wheel uh, outside Chillicothe and called Chillicothe Harley-Davidson, They said the parts guy would go ahead and deliver the parts to us so we could change on the side of the road. I had to give her my number. I had to give her the three digits. I'm on a trip for a week. I come back and I'm getting uh, cellulite cream, (laughs) movies, all kinds of things shipped to my house because when she ordered them online, it shipped to the mailing address. Of course. Down to where she signed up for dental. I was like, no, put, you putting your name on the whole deal here. You got the <laughs> dental. And I was able to prove that it wasn't me because I'd used the car. You saw me stop, you know what I mean? Southern Ohio, Virginia, mm-hmm. going, you know what I mean? So you could track me because for the longest time, I only used my card. It's at the worst place, too. It was to pay at the pump. Sure. Because just, you just pay at the pump and it's easy in and out where they put nice scanners there to, yeah, to the skimmers. The skimmers to rip you off there on the whole thing.
0: Well, I mean, it's just it, – all this is is, like, more anxiety and fear for the world. But I, I suppose if, I, if I'm if i – to bring this back to a, a, a some reality, it just dawned on me. It's like people could steal your wallet just as easy, you know. It's like – or maybe yeah. not just as easy. But, you know, I guess we've always been vulnerable in some way, shape, or form, and it's really about understanding the vulnerabilities and taking precautions and then uh, and then acting on it, I suppose. But, the, the, like, your credit card now, we have security there. Where the credit card companies will – in theory, it's a fraudulent transaction, and they'll back it off. It wasn't a credit it card, off. though.
2: It was debit. It was debit. It was my debit. Well, he, and so I had to go file for each case. Yeah. Know? And it came to be about $5,000 that came out, and it was like, so I got 30 back here. Then a week later, I got hundred back here. After because each company had to open yeah. up their investigation, mm. and
0: this is why I tell everyone, and I've done this for years, only for my ease in accounting. I use credit cards; I pay it off every. Yeah, that's month. that's
2: when I stopped using debit. Was yeah. right then and there.
0: You're buying when you when you're using credit card. I like, I always wondered if credit card companies have, safety. have not actually raised the cost of goods and services around the country just because for the extra 3 or 4% you're that paying on everything. But it's like you have some recourse then. I have recourse with an intermediary. It's sort of like a VPN, right? I've got recourse yep. with an intermediary who has then dealt with a thief and that's on them and not me. And what it comes down to is do we? how much do we want to protect ourselves? Can we use a third party to protect ourselves? And then uh, what's our plan for damage control? And and whether we lose our identity, whether we lose our data, whether we lose whatever, I guess backup stuff, have good passwords, and uh, and be cautious. I I mean, I don't know what else to say about it.
1: Yeah, and honestly, like the best way to protect yourself, I mean, the good news is, as you know, we've become more vulnerable to these things, companies have spent more money on making you less vulnerable for these things. So really, as long as you just don't get on public Wi-Fi, make sure your passwords are at least... It's eleven digits. You can go seven to eleven, but eleven's really a good number. Yeah, you'll be good.
0: Yeah, and you end up. Uh, you know, I, d- I did this thing. I did this search here while we were sitting here on the most uh, the most famous hacking stories, and I'm not going to go into all of them. Sure, but it's like it, there there's a lot of stuff here, and some of it, and, and all the ones that are making this list have to do with like NASA and uh, the federal government yeah. or federal data. Uh, breaches and, and people dying uh, because Correct. of CIA breaches and stuff. But you get down to the, the lowest common denominator day in and day out. It can affect us individually with just like your bank account on a debit card. And that, that's what ends up. I, I think that's what ends up maybe causing people to wake up, not the international Beto O'Rourke's or, right. uh, or whoever that is, But it's, it's like when you lose like a thousand bucks out of your bank account, you're like, shit, man. Yep. What a bunch of garbage. So, anyway, I yeah, back to Ferris Bueller. So, it all starts chicka chicka mm, <laughs> like to play a game. So, it starts with the war games and Ferris Bueller. I mean, really, we can we can attribute all the hackers, all the crime, maybe all the technology
2: to Matthew Broderick. He sure. created the internet, he created the internet. <laughs> I think that Al Gore Uh, stole it from him whenever he was watching Doris Bueller's. Yeah. (laughs) Stole it from him. He was like, internet. Internet.
0: So, what a valuable service here at Lawyer Talk, protecting the world, protecting the millions of listeners out there every day, downloading our show with. John Sellers information about the internet. Now, these are just cautionary You're hacking
2: into my store, bro. I got the Mighty Mighty Sellers. Yeah, you got the, you got that. You got <laughs> to working with that But you. that's very volatile. Because it's like, he, he, that's his safety rope. You know what I mean? It's like, ah. He's Newman. Yes. Newman <laughs> on <laughs> Jurassic <laughs> Park. <laughs> <laughs> but you get care, You get killed by
0: the little uh, yeah. velociraptors or whatever killed him. I think the compies killed him. But anyway... Uh this is lawyer talk oh, talking geez. hacking talking computers talking internet safety and security uh on the air off the record at least until now